Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So, for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Den här veckan gästas så in i själen av Dr. Rongan Chatterjee, en brittisk husläkare och pionjär som ger sina patienter tillbaka makten över sin egen hälsa. Dr. Rongan har arbetat som läkare i snart 20 år. Han vägrar symptomlindrande medicin när det inte är absolut nödvändigt och han lyckas ändra folks livsstil istället. För det har han på kort tid blivit omåttligt populär bland patienter och allmänheten, men också respekterad av sina kollegor. Han poddar om hälsa i Feel Better, Live More. Han har även gjort tv-serien Doctor in the House för BBC 1 som har sänds i över 70 länder. Hans första bok, Hälsobalansen, fyra nycklar till ett bättre liv, kom ut på svenska 2019 och därefter kom böckerna Stressbalansen och Förändra ditt liv fem minuter i taget. Och nu är han alltså aktuell med boken Viktbalansen. Det här samtalet, avsnittet, är på engelska men jag hoppas inte att det ska avskräcka er för det är ett fantastiskt samtal. Väldigt djupt blev det faktiskt. Mycket skäl. Varmt välkomna till ett hälsosamt samtal i Så in i själen. So welcome to my podcast, uh, Så in i själen, Rongan, Dr. Rongan Chatterjee. Så in i själen, Swedish, it means uh, uh, it's a spiritual podcast. Uh, it's about the soul. So oh. into the soul. I love that, Anjeta. Yeah. I really like that. What a lovely way to start the show. Yes. I thought it was by time that uh, we had a, a spiritual soul podcast in Sweden because we, we haven't had that one just focusing on that part. Yeah. Uh, so that's why it felt important in during this time also with the COVID-19 pandemic and all these things, people feeling lost. Yeah. Okay. So, but more into that later because I'm going to ask you some questions about the the soul and spirit and things like that. But I would like to start with because I read two of your books. I read almost the whole 
book, the last one about the, the feel great, lose weight, Viktbalansen uh, in Swedish. So I haven't finished it yet, but I have the feeling that all your books is about to change your life, to get a better relationship to yourself and to your own life and to do small changes than, that can do big wonders. Yeah, I think. Is that your mission? It really is. You know, I've been a, a medical doctor for over 20 years now, and I've seen tens of thousands of patients. And there's a few things I've learned from my patients over the past 20 years. One is that we've overcomplicated health. Mm. We've made it something that we think about as being punishing or restrictive or deprivation, whereas actually health can be full of kindness, compassion, and love. And, and all of my books, I think it's a, a really great observation from you, uh, that it, it is really about how can we improve the quality of our lives? What can we do that's going to fit into our daily lifestyles? It's going to fit with our beliefs that we're going to manage to continue doing. Because most people, when they come and see me, they, they don't want a three-week or a four-week plan that makes them feel good for three or four weeks and then they go back to what they were doing before, mm -hmm. which is what ends up happening with a lot of people. What most people want is they want to change their lives. They want to have more energy. They want to have better relationships with their partner, with their children, with their work colleagues. They want to have more time to engage in the things that they're passionate about. Mm -hmm. And it's taken me a while to realize this, but all those things, relationships, passion, purpose. Health is more than one thing. It's not just food, movement, sleep, and relaxation. Those things are really important, but it's also our relationships, passion, purpose. And what I've found in 20 years of, of seeing patients is that you really get the best health outcomes when you really take this holistic approach, when you when you look at every aspect of a patient's life mm -hmm. and you help them make small changes that are consistent with their lifestyle and their beliefs. And that's kind of really what my entire approach is about. Mm -hmm. So there is not just uh, one fits all. You have to really find out what this individual need and yeah. could change in their life. Uh, yeah, there's mm. definitely no one size fits all. Mm. And my patients have taught me that because. If you really listen to your patients and you hear what they're telling you, you will see that different people do different things to obtain good health. They're not mm. all doing the same thing. And after a while as a doctor, if you're listening, you go, oh, wait a minute. Why is it that this works for that patient, but it's not working for that other patient? And this has really helped shape my approach, which is what's the right approach for the person in front of me. Mm. Um, you know, the new book that you, you've read most of, Vikta uh, Balansen, mm -hmm. yes, it's around losing excess weight. But the truth is the book will help anyone with their health, whether you want to lose weight or not. Because actually what I'm helping people understand is how do you promote health, well-being, vitality in your own life? And if you do need to lose weight, that will happen as a side effect mm. of focusing on the other things. Mm -hmm. You know, if you take weight loss for a minute, how many people will tell you that, oh, my my friend went on a low carb diet and lost weight, but I do the same diet and I 
doesn't work for me. Mm. Or my friend did the 16A intermittent fasting, but when I try it, it doesn't work. And we think that we're the failure. Because it, we're so different. All we're of us, all yeah. different. Mm-hmm. We've all got different histories, different stress levels, different relationships, different gut genes. microbiomes, yeah. different genes. And that's what I do with all of my books is I, I try and go, well, in my consultation room, I would help you come up with a personalized approach for you. How do I do that through the medium of books? And I hope I've managed to do that in all of them, but particularly this last book is help people realize what approach do you need to take for your life? Mm, the that own m- responsibility of your yeah, own life. Yeah, yes. exactly. With but, some help from the doctor. But not every doctor have the time. I mean, it's so good that you take your time with your patients. That's rare, isn't it? Look, I, I don't think the system helps doctors. You know, we're required to see lots of patients at very short time intervals. So I think mm-hmm. that is a problem. But yet it's not just that, mm-hmm. right? Our training as doctors is very much based around pharmaceutical drugs and diagnosing a problem. Now, that can work very well for some things, particularly acute problems. Like if you have a bad chest infection, like a pneumonia, right? Yeah, modern medicine's great. We identify what the problem is, what bug is causing that problem, and then we can give you something like an antibiotic to kill that bug, and a week later, you're feeling better. Mm. Okay, great. That's modern medicine at its best. The problem these days is that 80, 90% of what we see now as doctors is in some way related to our collective modern lifestyles, the poor food that we're consuming, Mm. the fact that we're sitting down behind desks all day, the chronic stress and busyness that exists in our lives, the multiple temptations to keep us up late so we don't sleep enough, Mm. right? These things are all contributing to anxiety, depression, weight gain, migraines, gut problems, low libido, all kinds of problems that people come in to see me with, actually all of them have their roots in our lifestyle. Yet as doctors, we're simply not taught about how to address our lifestyle. Mm. A lot of doctors are in the same problems themselves. Yeah, Yeah, they're they're, they're stressed out with work. They find it very stressful. They don't have enough time to exercise. So when Friday night comes... It's easier to write out the pill. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I understand that it's not about trying to force one approach on everyone. Mm -hmm. Like, let's say someone comes in with a migraine to -hmm. see me. The approach I want to see doctors take is say to the patient, look, your symptoms are consistent with a migraine. Now, look, we do have some medications here that will help reduce the pain. But let me be clear, the medication is not going to help get rid of the problem. Mm. It's not going to deal with the root cause. Some patients say, well, look, I don't want the pill. Help me understand what's causing it. That's what I love. But sometimes a patient will say, look, I'm really busy at work at the moment. Yeah, I want something quick. I want something. And yeah. I, th- then I think we should mm. say, okay, no problem. Here's the pill that's going to help you. But just know that this isn't going to help the root cause. Mm. And over time, we can help you figure that out together. And it's this little subtlety that I think is missing from medicine. Yeah, yeah. It's not either or. It's not either we go lifestyle or we go drugs. It's like, what is the right approach for this individual mm. at this time? And it's also like we lost the, the the idea that we have, we actually have our own responsibility of our own health, our own lifestyle. That's yeah. the the responsibility that comes down to the individual. Yeah. Don't you think? 
I completely agree. With it's, advice from, I mean, a doctor or someone to, to take advice, but yeah, I mean, it's up to you if you do the changes. Yeah, it, at its core, it's up to us. Now, I mm. will say that society can make it very hard for us to make the choices we want to make mm. because certainly in the UK, and I, I don't know how it is in Sweden compared to the UK, but it's a very stressed out culture. Mm. Too much work, too much busyness, not enough time to cook, not enough time to spend with family and I hate friends. It. Yeah. I hate it. it it's awful. And, mm. and the modern world seems to be going that way. Mm. So I need to acknowledge that some people find it really tough to make the changes because they have to go against the tide. They have to swim against the tide of society. You're so right. Right. So I think we need to change things culturally, but at the same time, yeah, it's Mm. our responsibility, right? I don't know what you think about this, but I've been thinking about the expert in society recently. I've been thinking that in many ways, yes, we want help from people like me, Mm. right? People who are considered experts, Mm. but is half the problem not that we've outsourced our own expertise on our own body yeah. to other people. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. Uh, let me rephrase the thing that it's our responsibility, but but I think also it is. Yeah. But it also is. It is our power to do the changes. We have the power. We are not uh, helpless, lost in most cases. Yeah. We have some power to we're, do. We're sovereign individuals yeah, who. Yeah in many ways, can can influence our own lives in terms of what we do. I agree. It is about taking your own power back. Because here's the problem. Mm. If you say it's all down to society, and I think society contributes, it's very disempowering. Mm. It's like, well, what can I do then? Oh, there's nothing I can do. I need to wait for society to change. I'm not going to move my body. I'm going to stay up late watching box sets. I'm going to drink too much alcohol. I say that with love in my heart and compassion. I know it's hard. But ultimately, if we don't change our lives, nobody's going to change it for us. No, exactly. And the approach I take with my patients, on my podcasts, in my books, is always about trying to make the reader or the patient or the listener the architects of their own health. I want to give them tools to say, listen, I don't know your life or your lifestyle or your cultural beliefs, but here are a set of principles that I think are likely to help you Mm. use them the way you want to in your life. And I think think that's what makes my approach quite different from a lot of the other approaches, is that I want the the reader of these books to become their own experts. Use my guidelines, (gasps) but you start to own it and go, no, actually, you know what, Dr. Chastity, that isn't the right approach for me. Mm. This thing that you mentioned earlier in the book, that's the right approach for me. Mm. And I don't want that to sound intimidating to people, you can become an expert in your own health yeah. and your own life very, very quickly, but you've got to believe that it's possible. And imagine how proud you will be when you when you realize that you've done the changes that makes you feel so much better. Yeah, I mean, take food, right? Mm-hmm. Let's think about this. hundred years ago, we didn't have nutrition experts. We didn't have food scientists, mm-hmm. right? How would we learn what to eat? Our parents or our grandparents would teach us and we would learn through culture Oh, these are the kinds of foods we eat in the summer. This is what we eat in the winter. We, you know, um, a few years ago, I went to Guernsey mm-hmm. and there was a big longevity conference on, and they were looking into could Guernsey potentially be a new blue zone? Blue uh-huh. zones are these. Yeah, I know about the blue these, zones. You know, these five areas around the world where they live to very old ages yes. with good rates of health. Yeah. And I was really lucky. I went around to the house of a 102 year old gentleman. Mm-hmm. I remember we got a, a car there. I remember knocking on the door and it took a bit of time, but this guy 
came and he opened the door himself. Right. So <laughs> it was such a nice feeling because as a doctor, I do home visits on some patients mm. and some of the elderly patients, if they're calling for a home visit, they're not very well. So I normally let myself in. <laughs> But this 102-year-old man came to see me, came to open the door, invited me in, gave me a cup of tea. We had a lovely chat. And mm. I said to him, a few things. And uh, I said, what sort of things do you like to eat? And he said, well, a lot of what he ate, he would grow himself mm. or his family would. And he said, oh, there's this really nice delicacy. It was like a sort of French cake. His eyes lit up when he was talking about <laughs> it. He said, oh, I really, really enjoy that. I said, mm. oh, great. You know, how often do you have it? Like every weekend or every evening with a cup of tea? He said, no, no, no. Twice a year. Once ah, at Easter, once at Christmas. Wow. Give, gives me the chills. <laughs> yeah. And in that moment, I thought I get the, the, there was a real connection and appreciation yeah. that this is really delicious, yeah. but I'm going to have it special. at a special okay, time. Yeah. Whereas now in the UK, Every day after school or after a bad day at work is special time. Yeah. I deserve a treat to myself, a cake or a pastry or a croissant every single every day. Every single day. It's I'm not, one of them, I think. Yeah, it's not about treat saying myself. you can never mm. have it. No. It's just, I'm not saying even twice a year is the right thing. Mm. What's the right thing for you? Maybe mm. it is every Sunday when you go to the local cafe with your friend for a catch-up, mm, mm. you know. And I think this part of community is a really important part of health because mm. I think one of the big problems we, we run into, loneliness is a big problem in the UK. Yes. Also in Sweden, I think. Big problem. And, and also by young people. Yeah. You can think maybe it would be old people, but it's a lot of young people that are yeah, lonely in, in the and research, lost. The research is saying that it's more of a problem for men than women. Uh -huh. Like young men between the age of 30 and 45, mm. are thought to be the loneliest in Western society, which is one of the reasons why there's such a high mental health problem in that age group, big suicide rates in that, yes. that age group. Yeah. And we, we, this is the missing part of health. Uh, and I know this is about spirituality, but this connection mm. is so important because if, you are, if you're lonely and you live by yourself, you're going to drink more alcohol. You're going to eat more food like... Uh, pastries, biscuits, crisps, cakes, because mm. you're not eating to fill a hole in your stomach. You're eating to fill a hole in your heart. Yes. Right. And so mm. health actually is not that complicated once we identify what's actually going on for the mm. individual. And that's kind of what I'm passionate about is to try and help people understand their own mm. lives better so that they can then make the choices that they actually want to make. If, yeah. you, if you walk down the street in Stockholm or in London or in Paris or in New York and you ask people, would you like to be healthier? Would you like more energy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> would you like better relationships? Yeah. Everyone will say, yeah, I want yeah, it. Yeah. Right. So it's not as if nobody wants that. No. We all want it. And I want so, to help people get that. Yeah. But where did we get lost? Because it's like we are lost in the outer world, in the comparison with others and the competing with others. It's like we've lost ourselves in the outer world. I, th I think it's society. Yeah. I think this starts at school for many of us that with the grades and trying to become first. So, you know, you can only succeed if someone else has come underneath you. You know, I, I really feel, I see this, I'm very passionate about this because I have two young kids, yes. you know, 11-year-old son, 8-year-old daughter. And I'm really starting to see how they start to get shaped by school and competition and 
I think it's sad. I think it's the really competition sad. and the comparison because we feel then that we can only be successful if someone else、it's, has failed. Yeah, yeah, and actually, there's room for all of us、exactly. to do well.、Mm. And man, my whole life I've struggled with this.、Yes. You know, I feel I've been really insecure my whole life, and you know, I think. For much of my life, I needed external validation and achievements.、Mm. And over the last since since my dad died in 2013, really, which is when my whole life changed because、mm. I used to help care for my dad. Like I, I can now see clearly my entire life, and I've really done a lot of inner work over the last few years.、Mm. And I don't need that anymore.、Mm. Like I feel that actually, I like who I am. I like、mm. the person I see in、It、the mirror. It hasn't always been like that. No, no, definitely not.、Mm -hmm. I did not feel like that for much of my life, but I didn't even know I didn't feel like that. No. And if I think back to me in my twenties, you know how I would eat, how much alcohol I drink, all these things are a way to suppress <gasps> because I didn't feel good enough in who I was. And I think it shocks people because when I say that, because from the outside they will look at me. As someone very successful, yes, right. You think you've always been like this? Yeah, <laughs> they, they see、that. someone that you regard. You know, they regard me as an influential doctor.、Mm. You know, four international best-selling books.、Mm. You know, a, a huge health podcast, TV shows. People see that, and they will assume, "Oh, this is a guy who's securing himself."、Mm. But actually, for much of my life, I wasn't. But I've realised over the last few years, I've done a lot of work, and yeah, you know, I, I talk about this a little bit in、uh, in Vic Balancen actually、ah, good, about weight、mm -hmm. because I always remember this、um, this story that there was a lady who was trying to lose weight,、mm -hmm. and she tried all kinds of things. She really was carrying a lot of excess weight, and when I saw her, I could really pick up that there was something else going on here. <gasps> and anyway, as I got to know her better, it turned out that when she was sixteen. She was in an abusive relationship with a guy,、mm. and essentially, that's when her weight started to come on. Like a few months after that,、mm -hmm. and essentially, what had happened is that she never wanted to be in that position again. So she thought her subconscious mind thought that the way I'm, I make sure I'm never in that position again is to put on、ah, a load of weight because if、yeah. I'm carrying lots of weight, in her mind, she thought. It was no, a protection. No guys、mm. uh, are going to want to date me or be with me, and so I won't be in that position.、Mm. And it took me a bit of time, but once I'd established that with her, I sent her for some therapy. This changed everything. Over the next two years, all the weight started to come off effortlessly because for her, it was a real emotional pattern in her body,、mm. right? And again, you know, since the book came out in America and the UK. I've had so many private messages from、mm. women saying、mm. to me, "Thank you for writing that bit."、Oh. I remember this message from this forty-eight-year-old lady. She said to me, "I was crying as I read that bit because now I can see for me that's when my weight came on,、wow. and you've now triggered me to go and get therapy and deal with this." And it makes me so happy that that、yeah. this person for thirty years has been carrying the excess weight, carrying you're really, that. You're really reaching out to souls out there. It's beautiful. I'm trying to. Yeah, I'm trying、beautiful. to in a very kind way. Yeah. No one needs to be told. People who are carrying excess weight, they don't need to be beaten. No, no. By society or the doctor, most people are trying their best. They have tried. We can look and go,、mm. why aren't you moving? Why aren't you eating more? But a lot of them are really struggling with emotions.、Mm. And what I just said to you is not actually that uncommon. It's、mm. a lot more common、oh, than yes, we think. Yes, I know, I know. But you said that now you like yourself. 
you you love yourself, I guess. Yeah, yeah I do. That's I do. good. That's very good. But how do you get there? Because it feels like it's so easy to to turn yourself down, both both physical and mentally. Why is that so much easier than to to love ourselves? <laughs> because many of us, at our core, we don't like who we are. Why? You know, it's very hard. I think for many of us, it comes down to different experiences. But a lot of the time, it comes down to our childhoods. You know, mm-hmm. how did we interpret things from our teachers or our parents or the people around us? It, you know, what actually happens to us isn't the most important thing. It's how we interpret that. Mm-hmm. There's different interpretations of truth, right? I felt, for example, like my parents loved me. Mm-hmm. Right? They were immigrants from the Ind- from India to the UK. They moved there to get a better life for them and their family. But I know they had high expectations of me, right? I was expected to come top of the class, right? If I came back with 99%, they would ask, why was it not 100%, right? Now, they did it out of love because Mm. they struggled with racism, with discrimination, and they felt that the way my kids don't have to deal with that is if they excel and get a good job, of course. they'll be fine. Of course. But mm. although they did it from a place of love, I interpreted that as I'm not worthy of love mm. unless I'm the best. That's terrible. Right? Yeah. But I didn't know that until no, I was like know. in my early 30s. Mm. So my whole life, I never thought that the opinion of other people, what people thought of me, really, really mattered to me. Even if I didn't like the opinion of myself. If people thought I was doing good things, I was really happy. If people didn't, I would get really upset. And how do people change? First of all, you need an awareness. Yes. Right. So mm-hmm. I have been, you know, reading lots, read lots of, you know, I, I have a morning routine every morning. I spend time reading, meditating, thinking, allow this, these emotions to come up. Mm-hmm. I've had a bit of help. I've uh, you know, um, he's a good friend of mine, sort of like a therapist. You know, I don't have a mental health problem, mm-hmm. right? But I want to understand myself better. Mm. And as I've understood myself better and I understand where this stuff came from, I can have kindness for myself, compassion. And, you know, last year before this book came out, one of, one of my best friends, he's a doctor called Ian Panja. He often interviews me on my podcast once a year. Mm-hmm. And he said to me the week before this book came out, he said, Rongan, look, uh, you know, a week to go now before your new book comes out, you must be hoping it does really, really well. And I said to him, I said, Ian, it's really interesting. Of course, I want the book to do well because I, I really think it's going to help a lot of people. But the truth is, this year, whether the book does well or not, has no impact on how I feel about myself. That's so good. These days, I like the person I see in the mirror. Yeah. My wife, my children, they don't care whether daddy sells one book or 100,000 books. They still love me just the same. Mm. And I love myself just the same, whether it's a failure or a success. And that's a big change for me. Oh, wow. That's five a years really ago, I couldn't say that. leap. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And I share this because people listening to this right now, they will resonate with certain elements of that. Mm. Mm. You know, a few years ago, I'd be shy to share. What will people think of me? But now I think, you know what? We're all the same. We've all got insecurities. We've all got things that we're trying to overcome in our life. And I think there's something powerful when people we look up to, when they share what they've struggled with, mm-hmm. I kind of think it it shows us that we're all the same. We're not all that different. We've all got struggles that we're trying to overcome. Mm, exactly. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Why is it so hard to turn the, the ship around? What, what is the, the best uh, advice you can get to, to, to get where you are, to like yourself? People are asking me that because I like myself. Very, I love myself. And so they are asking me how I did it. And it's, for me, it's been like a, a journey. It's a, it's a journey. It's and a you journey. Ta- yeah. Do you have any advice that you think was very good for you? A couple of things to say there. Um, <laughs> There is a section on this in the book where I sort of talk about self-talk and language that people can use and and really start to become aware of your self-talk when you say, oh, this always happens to me. Oh, I'm never any good at this. Mm. Oh, I can't stick to anything. You will find once you become aware of this, you'll start to notice it in other people and then you'll start to notice it in yourself. So you can subtly start changing the language, which really we know starts to change things in your mind. Mm. The other thing I wanted to mention here, and and this we could do a whole three hours on this because mm-hmm, this is mm-hmm. a this is not a quick quick fix type topic. It's not mm-hmm. like do five press ups a day and then suddenly you start loving yourself. No, yeah. it doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. It is a process. It is a journey. But I think the most important part is a daily practice of solitude. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you why I think that's so important. Whether we're talking about our biological signals when it comes to losing weight with um, you know, our hunger hormones, our fullness hormones, or whether it's to think about the emotions that we're feeling, our body is always sending us messages and giving us signals, but we need to be able to hear them. Yes. And these days, we're so busy. We wake up, we pick up these phones, mm-hmm. right? We're on our emails, we're looking at Instagram, we're rushing around, we're, 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 we're eating whilst also replying to people. We're oh, so distracted yeah. that we don't allow our innermost thoughts and emotions to come up, right? Mm. So even 10 minutes a day of solitude, what do I mean by solitude? Some kind of practice that you do for yourself, whether Mm. it's some sort of breathing practice Mm. or meditation or sitting in silence with a cup of coffee rather than also checking Instagram at the same time, Mm. you just find that you allow 
innermost thoughts and emotions to come out. Journaling can be really good where yeah. you just for five, 10 minutes when you wake up in the morning, get make a cup of tea or coffee and just sit there and write anything that comes on your mind, mm. right? You're not writing an essay, you're not writing a book manuscript and you find that things start to come out that you are keeping down and suppressed. It doesn't you meet yourself, have meetings you meet yourself. with yourself. It's like to take you have those a moments. You have a conversation with yourself, yeah, yeah. right? Mm. Whether it's through journaling or meditation, mm. and allow yourself to get bored, allow this stuff to come out. Because when you do, you really start to find out who you are. Mm. And I got to say, that's the most important step you'll take with your health, actually. Mm. Because if you don't take that step, a lot of the changes you'll make will be short lived. You'll buy a book, you'll follow a plan, you'll lose a bit of weight, you'll have more energy for a few months, mm. and then you'll flip back to your old behaviors because the root cause of it often is that the changes we make are coming from a place of lack mm. rather than a place of fullness. Mm. So you're talking about those small steps, small steps that do big changes. 100%. Look, yeah. 20 years of seeing tens of thousands of patients. This is what I've learned. The only people who can suddenly wake up one morning, click their fingers and change their lifestyles tend to be people who've gone through a significant life event. Someone's died. Mm. They've broken up with their husband or wife. They've lost their job. They've had a divorce, right? You have a big life event. Yeah. Mm. The next day or when you, when you deal with it, sometimes people can change their lives overnight, mm. right? Mm. But if we haven't had that, for most of us, the only way that we're going to make sustainable change, not short-term change, you can mm. do short-term change many ways, mm -hmm. but sustainable change, so it, you really change the quality of your life, is when you make small changes and you do them consistently. Mm. Um, I'm very, very passionate about that. I've seen that with my clinical experience, but the best research on human behavior says the same thing. Mm. You start small, you do it consistently. Tooth brushing. Right, it's a prime example. Uh -huh. Everyone listening to this podcast right now, mm. I hope, brushes their teeth for two minutes in the morning at least and two minutes in the evening. Mm. They don't need motivation for it. It's just a habit that they have built up, right? It is a small change that they do regularly. We don't think, do we? You know what? I'm too busy today on Monday, too busy on <laughs> Tuesday. But you know, on Sunday, I'm going to do a one hour deep clean of my mouth. <laughs> We don't think that. We know that a little bit every day keeps our, yeah, our, that's a our good teeth example. in shape. Yeah. But we, when, when it comes to health, we think, no, I'll sit on my bum for mm -hmm. six days and on Sunday I'll go for a long run. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, okay, go for a long run if you want on a Sunday, but why can't you put five minutes of movement in every yeah, day as well? Yeah. You really uh, encouraged me to do this meditation. I do that in periods. Uh, I, I had a meeting with uh, Dr. Deepak Chopra ah. for like uh, 20 years ago. I interviewed him. Wow. Yeah, was it 20 years ago. Yeah, it was early for Sweden to do an interview like that. But uh, today it's, it's everyone is talking about the holistic thing, health thing. Um, so, but, but he, he was on me so much because we met a couple of times also in Sweden about the meditation how important it is to meditate. And 
and uh, I've done it in, in periods. But now I, I actually, after reading your book, I, I really do it. You know, I do like five to 10 minutes in the evening. That's the last thing I do before I go to oh, bed. I'm it. not looking in my telephone. And the first thing I do in the morning, I do the the meditation also for like 10, 15 minutes. And then yeah. I have some reading also as you. I At the moment, I do uh, this uh, the Course in Miracles. You heard yeah, of it? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I haven't, yeah. but it sounds great. Oh, it's great. And they have like an exercise per each day for like one year. So I'm doing that again. I've done it before. Yeah. And it's such a nice ritual. And it doesn't take long. It's like 20 minutes of my day. Yeah, and if we then compare how long we spend doing other things mm -hmm. that we don't want to do, whether it's scrolling our phones or on email or whatever, really 20 minutes is not enough. But I don't mm. even make it, break it down and make it even simpler. Uh -huh. Even two or three minutes a day to start with, uh, will make a difference. One of my patients, I remember so clearly, she was having really bad menopausal symptoms. She didn't want hormones from previous doctors. I helped her get them all down in, in six weeks, really, with her lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And one thing she couldn't do was switch her brain off. She was always busy, busy, busy. Her mind, her inner voice was going all the time. <laughs> and we spoke about meditation and she said, Dr. Chatterjee, I, I I can't meditate. It's not for me. Mm. I don't really have time for meditation. I said, okay, what do you have time for? 10 minutes? She goes, no, no. Five? No, no, don't have five minutes. Do you have one minute? Poor woman. She said, yeah, uh, I could, one minute I could do. Uh -huh. I said, okay, for the next week, one minute a day when you wake up, is that possible? She goes, yeah, I can do that. So she starts doing that. Mm -hmm. One week, two weeks, just one minute a day. And then off her own accord, because she's feeling better, the one minute becomes two minutes. The two minutes becomes five minutes. The five minutes becomes 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. So this is the approach I like. Yes. Start small. Love it. Do it consistently. Because if you start at 20 minutes, right? No. Yeah. You start for one mm -hmm. or two days, 20 minutes, 20 minutes. Then you'll be a bit busy one day. And then before you know it, it's a habit you used to do. Mm. Look, I love meditation. But again, I would just want to branch it out. I want people to think of solitude. Mm -hmm. Which part of the day do you have silence to have a conversation with yourself, right? If you want to do it via meditation, great. If you want to do it via journaling, great. If you want to have a cup of coffee in silence, great. But please have five to 10 minutes of silence and solitude each day where you're mm. not looking at that phone, when you're not being distracted by something. And I promise you will start to learn things about yourself that you didn't previously know. Wow. It brings tears to my eyes. It's beautiful. And what happens if you do this, the health benefit from, from doing this? Well, first of all, the health benefit comes from the fact that you pay attention to what you're feeling. So you're less likely to comfort eat later. You're less likely to binge on alcohol later. You're more likely to be active. For, for example, mm -hmm. I have a morning routine, right? So it's something that's very important to me. I call it the three M's of my morning routine. Mm -hmm. The first M is mindfulness. The second M is movement. The third M is mindset. So I try and cover those three things each morning. It can take an hour for some people. It can take five minutes if you're pressed for time. Mm. But on the days where I do my morning routine, I'm more productive later in the day. Mm -hmm. I'm calmer with my wife or with my children. I'm less reactive. I eat better. I move more. And on the days where I feel I'm too busy, mm. I don't have time today. I need to get on with my work and my emails. I'm less productive. I'm more reactive. I'm more stressed later. I don't sleep as well that evening. Mm. And so that practice of solitude each day 
will give you more time back than mm. it takes from you. You think you don't have time, but I promise, make the time mm. and you will get that time back later. It helps you with your mental health, your physical health. It helps you, you know, if you're in a relationship with another adult or you have children, taking time to yourself each day, you will be closer with the people around you. Mm. It's, I would say for me, beyond the food that I eat, which I think is important, beyond how much I move my body each day, which I think is important, I would argue that my 10, 20 minutes of solitude every morning is the most important habit I do mm. for my health, for my happiness, for my well-being. Because that's, I call it a keystone habit. Mm. I get that right, everything flows from there. Whereas if I, if I don't do that, mm everything flows the wrong way. Oh, I do agree with you. That's so beautiful. Could you explain the three M's? Sure. So I wrote about, I see you've got my second book there in yeah. front of you, Stress Balancing. Uh, I love I, it. I, I wrote about it in there. So uh, this is basically saying, let's make it simple, morning routine. I think you could do anything you want, but a, a very a simple way to think about a morning routine is to think about the three M's, mindfulness, movement, and mindset. So what does uh, mindfulness mean? Mm -hmm. Any form of practice that's going to help you be mindful and present. Could be breathing. It could be like, I've got a breath called the three, four, five breath, where you breathe in for three, you hold for four, and you breathe out for five. Mm. Could be the box breathing breath, where you breathe in for four, you hold for four, breathe out for four, and hold for four again. Or it could be meditation. I like to meditate and do a bit of breath work. And so this, this is the first step, mindfulness. What are you going to do? Breath work or meditation, something like that. The second M is movement. So it's always good to move our bodies first thing in the morning. Now that could be whatever you want. For some people, it's going to be yoga. For some people, it's going to be just some hip stretches in mm -hmm. their living room. Uh, I like to do a strength workout while my coffee is brewing in the morning. So I'll always do like a five-minute workout in the morning. The third M is mindset. Can you do something now that's going to put you in a positive frame of mind for the rest of the day? So for me, that's either reading or affirmation. So reading, I have a few books lying around in my living room. Mm -hmm. uh, after my two M's, I sit there with a cup of coffee and I, I read a, an uplifting book, mm -hmm. right? That makes me feel good. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes my daughter who's eight will have heard that daddy's up. She'll have come down. And <laughs> the, the old me used to get frustrated in my head. Oh no, I need to finish my routine. Now... I embrace it. And she comes and I say, hi, darling. You know, she goes, daddy, are you still doing your three M's? I said, yeah. So we sit and do affirmations together. So ah. we'll sit together, hold hands. And for about a minute or two, we say, I'm happy. I'm calm. I'm stress-free. I'm happy. I'm calm. I'm stress-free. And at the end of that minute, she's got a big smile. <laughs> I've got a big smile. So the three M's can be personalized wow. for your life, right? Mm -hmm. And I have one patient who just does five minutes. She does one minute of three, four, five breathing, <laughs> two minutes of yoga, and two minutes of reading with a cup of tea. Ah. And she's found her stress levels have gone down and her skin, she has really bad eczema that stress makes worse. Her skin was about 50% better just from doing a morning routine. Amazing. So my challenge to everyone listening to yeah. this is... Can you think about for the next seven days trying a morning routine mm. and see what difference that makes in your life? Mm. I love the affirmation part. Yeah. To do the affirmation. And I, I think also you can stop during the day and just do the affirmations over yeah. and over again and I think when you key, need it. You, for sure. And, the, you know, again, coming back, to Agneta, to how I've changed, like the old Rongen 
I would never got frustrated with my daughter, but I would have been frustrated inside that I, my morning routine has been broken mm. because my children are up. <clears throat> but w- another huge part of the change that I've experienced on this kind of inner personal growth is I, I accept life the way it is now. Yes, when my, because you, now you love yourself. It's so much easier to love exactly, everyone around you. Exactly. So That's the difference. So now it's like, yeah. oh, darling, come in. Mm. Or, or sometimes it's like, well, daddy's got a few more minutes to do. If you want to come and sit with me, that's great. But daddy's just going to finish off now. Yeah, that's the gift you give her with those affirmations. Yeah. It's I, beautiful. And actually, I get in quite emotional now talking to you because I've not <laughs> thought about this. I've not really spoken to anyone about this for a long time now. <gasps> and, you know, as I think about it, But I think that's a real sign of progress, not getting frustrated when you're getting interrupted, when you Mm. can just accept it Mm. and embrace it and go, no, that's okay. Mm. I think that's because you don't, Mm. otherwise you bring intention to your body and And that tension plays out later in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's so important. People think it's, uh, maybe they think it's egoistic to to love yourself, but it's so important because when you do that, you will be this more good energy that you will spread to the people around you. So that's you, you, why it's important. Have you ever spoken to Kristen Neff? No. Yeah, you'd really like speaking to her. She's probably, uh-huh. I spoke to her on my podcast. She's one uh-huh. of the, probably one of the world's leading experts in self-compassion. Ah, oh. She's done some brilliant research on it. Mm. And she makes the point that self-compassion is not narcissism. No. You're not inflating yourself at the expense of other people. So self-compassion, being kind to yourself, loving yourself, actually the research shows makes you more successful mm. at work. It makes you more successful with health because... Long term, the only way you'll engage in something mm. is when you really like yourself. Mm. And it's something I know Brits, British people find it really hard to talk about this yeah. stuff. We we really struggle to yes. talk about this. But <laughs> I, I don't think they're the only ones, but I think it will change. I think it is changing. Yeah, it's changing. And I love that. I choose to feel hopeful for the future in those parts. It's like Sweden is a very secular society. And I don't know about England, but I don't think in the same amount as Sweden. I don't know. But the soul, to have the relationship with the soul, what would you say is the health benefit from that? To have a connection with your soul, spirituality. So I think connection to something greater than ourselves is so important for our health and well-being. Now, some people get that through religion, mm. right? But even if you're not religious, you can still connect to something greater than you. You can look around in some beautiful nature and see the trees and the colors and the the vibrancy and the and the vitality. And it really takes someone really who doesn't want to be connected to something greater to not see the magic in that. How has this come about? How have we evolved like this over tens and hundreds of thousands of years, mm. right? Connection to something greater than us, I think is so important. We know people who've got a, a meaning and purpose in their lives are healthier. They're happier. They have better mental health. They have better mm. focus, mm. right? We exist in relation to other people and in relation to the world around us. We don't exist by ourselves. We can't just look at ourselves and go, okay, this is my life. I'm going to do this. I'm going to eat this way, move this way, 
the people around me has nothing to do with how I feel. It's it's not how we've evolved as humans. We've evolved in communities. We've evolved to be in tune with the seasons and the rhythm of life. Mm. And I feel strongly that this is a missing link in medicine and healthcare is where's the connection? I feel it in my own life in the last five or 10 years. I would say I'm very spiritual now. Mm. You know, in, in what way does it your spirituality look? I feel I'm part of something much bigger than me. I feel my action in the micro reflects the macro. So I believe that actually, you know, the world is struggling in many ways. There's a lot of division, a lot of hatred, a lot of fear. And I, I really feel that the energy I put out in the world is all I can control. How do I conduct myself with other people? You know, I do have some very large public platforms now, so I take it very seriously to always communicate with kindness, with compassion, with positivity, because I know that the way I contribute to the world reflects how the world is. Yeah. Not just me, every single one of us. Mm. Like it's I think is it Gandhi who said, you know, be the change you want to see yeah, in the world. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Right? I love that. It's mm -hmm. like, no, we are all connected. Mm. Instead of criticizing other people and gossiping and talking down about other people, yeah, people are struggling for mm. sure, right? Mm. Many people are behaving in a way that we don't like. But you know what? This is another phrase that's really changed my life. If I were them, I'd be behaving in exactly the same way. Mm. That, that is so powerful because it's not excusing the behavior. What it's saying is if I was them, with their upbringing, with their mm. childhood experiences, with their parents, with their teachers, I would probably think the same way as yeah. them. I could be, I could be them. I could be them. Yeah. And that phrase has changed my life because it helps you look at everyone with with compassion and kindness. Mm. And you know, I really feel that that's helped my own health. There's less tension and stress in my own body. When I meditate now, I find it easier to drop into a deep meditation Whereas a few years ago, I would be trying to meditate and, and I would be, but it would be very busy mind, yeah, very noisy. I, I, <laughs> and, and that still happens from time to time. I can relate to that. But yeah. these days I find as I'm more accepting of yeah. the world around me, I find it's easier to, to, yeah. to, to feel calm. Amazing. I felt that the, the, the last month I felt just that it's easier for me to meditate now than it was like, because I can relate to, to what you were saying. Yeah. The, the busyness in the body. So what's your thought about the future? Where do you think we're heading? Are we going to get the grip of this stress and everything in the, the world? Is it, is it, what, what are your hopes? So you could ask me that question on different days and I'd probably <laughs> give you different answers. <laughs> yeah. um, but if I really go deep within me and, and my soul, I guess, mm. I believe in humanity. I believe in people. I believe that we will find a way to get through the troubles of the current times. Mm -hmm. I believe that actually things are starting to change. A newer generation has been born in a in a very different way. You know, these things of self-compassion and loving ourselves. Actually, I think in 20 years' time, these will be normal concepts oh, that we I hope. that yeah. we don't feel uncomfortable talking no, about. Lovely. And, and I see it in my children. Um, you see now a generation of kids, even in their 20s now, who are not drinking alcohol to excess in the same way that I did in my 20s. Or yeah. I don't know about you, but yeah. 
and again, I'm not saying there's anything, I'm not saying good or bad. I'm just, I'm just observing yeah. that I do see a greater awareness of who we are. I, I see in the younger generation uh, a greater awareness that we're connected, that our actions, let's mm. say with respect to the environment, <laughs> our actions have consequences in a way that I think our parents' generation probably didn't think about. No, exactly. It, you know, they were in a society where I wouldn't say it was individualistic, but mm. we weren't aware of how much we were bleeding the earth's resources mm. and living mm. these materialistic lifestyles. Mm. So, you know, I've got two young kids. I see in them kindness, compassion, wanting to do good for the world. So yeah, I'm optimistic. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much, Dr. Rangan Chatterjee, for visiting my podcast. It was a pleasure to talk to it, talk with you. Thank you yeah, so much. Uh, thank you for having me. I, I really feel I spoke about and reflected on things that I haven't done in a long time. So I want to thank you. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. You brought tears to my eyes a couple of times. <laughs> this was a beautiful meeting. Thank you so much. Thank you. Ja, som alltid när man avslutar ett samtal och lutar sig tillbaka så kommer nästan det bästa snacket när man är färdig med samtalet. Och så hände även här när jag och Dr. Rongan Chatterjee var färdiga med vårt samtal så lutade vi oss tillbaka och så fick vi ett väldigt skönt och avspänt snack därefteråt. Så jag ville gärna ha mer det här eftersnacket. Så här kommer eftersnacket mellan mig och Dr. Rongan Chatterjee. You remind me there's a very famous uh, lady in the UK called Fern Cotton. Uh-huh. You know, she's been on TV since she was 16 years old. Uh-huh. She's very famous. She's done all the big shows and uh she now does a podcast where mm-hmm. again she talks about this stuff and you know what? I don't know if you would resonate with this, but I found a lot of people in media there's something missing inside so they think the fame and attention is going to fix that hole but they realize yeah. actually you know what? It doesn't fix the no, hole inside. No. The hole's still there. Yeah. I just see this quite a lot. I've observed it in myself, if I'm mm, honest. Mm. I remember when my first book, four years ago in the UK, it went to number one in all books. Mm. I remember in that moment, I was so excited. And my uni, my university friends, we were like, oh my God, this is so exciting. <laughs> Second book with the stress solution, same thing happened. Uh. And I was excited, but not as excited. <laughs> Third book happened again. Mm. I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Feels good. This book, when it went to number one, mm. I felt nothing. Mm. Like nothing. And, and uh, why I'm sharing that is I realized this, how well this does. This, mm. this is not my happiness. No. Right? I, I love my job. I love helping people. I love mm. reading messages when people say, oh, really, that's really helped me. Mm. But I don't need the external validation of a number one book anymore. Mm. Mm. It's, it's easy to say that when you've had it. Mm. It's like the Jim Carrey quote, you know, I wish everyone could become rich and famous to realize it doesn't make you happy. <laughs> It's, exactly. it's a cliche yeah. and I feel no way near on that level, but yeah. I feel I've got all these tick boxes yeah. of success, mm. but what makes me happy is going for a walk with my wife and my children, mm. coming back and having a meal with them. Mm. I couldn't be happier mm. than in that moment, you know. But maybe you had to do the I had whole, to. you had to do the whole trip. The, I, had, I had to, yeah, to you realize, had to, we all have yeah, to, we have to, to go on our journey. Yeah. Then you realize, yeah. ah, you're chasing, you're chasing a ghost. Yeah. But still, you are doing your higher purpose. I am. Yeah. I agree. I'm doing my and higher purpose. And that makes you also happy. Not how, how many books you sell, but that you are doing the higher purpose. Yeah. That's for also sure. what's making you happy, Definitely. I guess. Mm. 
Jag hoppas verkligen att ni har uppskattat det här samtalet som jag hade med Dr. Rongan Chatterjee för att jag, jag tyckte det var väldigt spännande. Jag tyckte det var, framförallt var det spännande att ha ett samtal med någon på engelska för det var första gången jag hade i så in i själen och det kommer säkert att hända fler gånger. Jag hoppas att ni hängde med på, på engelskan. Men jag tyckte det var så fint att vi berörde lite djupare saker och pratade just mycket om det här också att älska sig själv, hur viktigt det är och hur Rongan själv har liksom hittat dit, hur han inte alls gjorde det när han var yngre men att han idag har hittat dit där han känner att han känner den här kärleken till sig själv och hur han har sina rutiner och hur han kan hitta det här lugnet i mötet med, med sin dotter där ibland på morgnarna. Det var så mycket som var vackert i vårt samtal och jag ser jättemycket fram emot eh, hans nästa bok som kommer att beröra lite mer de här sakerna med själen och de frågorna som, som jag intresserar mig väldigt mycket för. Och jag, jag kan inte låta bli att lägga in en dikt som jag har skrivit, som jag har allra sist i min bok, Så in i själen-bok. Just det här som jag och Rongan pratade om, det här med att inte jämföra sig utan ha fokus på vad man, man kan hitta det som man känner i ens högre syfte. I stort som i smart. Det behöver inte vara storslaget att du ska liksom förändra hela världen, men att hitta någonting som känns som ett högre syfte. Att fokusera på det och inte ha så mycket fokus på alla runt omkring. Och jag fick till mig precis när jag var färdig med min bok och den var på väg till tryck så fick jag till mig den här dikten. Och jag tycker att den passar så bra in och avsluta med efter det som jag och Rongan pratade om. Jaga inte efter att vara storslagen i andras ögon. Hitta det som känns äkta för dig. Var äkta och storslagen i dina egna ögon. Allt annat får dig på villovägar. Och med de orden så avslutar jag veckans samtal av Svin i själen och jag hoppas att du kan ta till dig det att fokusera på din väg och ditt liv och din själ och den du är. Tack för att du har lyssnat på Svin i själen. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash Upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh. 
dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Tack för att du har lyssnat på dagens avsnitt. Och du har väl inte missat att Så in i själens första ljudbok kan bli din via Så in i själen plus. Följ länken i avsnittsbeskrivningen så blir ljudboken din för endast 59 kronor.